Hello and welcome to season six of the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who we are. I'm your host, Sarah Poet. Women are healing from outdated paradigms and we're rising, but we're not doing it by fighting or further depleting ourselves anymore. We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that truth. Here, we remember our sovereignty together through stories, tools, curiosity, and community. In doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. Visit sarahpoet.com today to join the Sacred Remembering Women's community. I also have many resources for you on your journey to reunite feminine and masculine, including private alchemical space holding for both individuals and couples. Schedule a consultation today at sarahpoet.com, and I look forward to hearing from you. Now, let's begin. Hello, and welcome back to the Sacred Remembering Podcast. I'm Sarah Poet, and in this episode, I'm interviewing Emily Gosh-Harris, who is quite possibly one of the sweetest people on earth. So um, I'm excited to share this episode with you on conscious business and just a couple of thoughts here first about the importance of this topic right now. As I feel into the collective, we have many, many women waking up to the truth of who we are. That's the tagline for this podcast. And, you know, here we're doing it by aligning to the truth. And then so many times we want to bring forward a business or we want to know that we can make a living doing what our soul calls us to do. Like many times the truth of who we are goes hand in hand with starting a business. It may or may not for you, but, and I think that you will definitely get a lot out of this episode at, you know, at whatever stage of this or whatever is your truth about this. You know, many women imagine starting a business somewhere in the future and some are doing it right now. In this episode, I was pretty open with Emily and therefore listeners, as I usually am, about, you know, my process and embodied breath being between the fourth and fifth year of business right now. And um, Emily is many things. Um, but she is looking at astrology, looking at numerology, looks at the birth chart of both you and your business when you meet with her to do a private session, which I have done since this episode was recorded. Uh, so I can highly recommend it, Emily personally, and I'll definitely be going back to her because this take on the, you know, the partnership between you and your business and the incarnation of the business. I mean, it's really mind blowing to really get in touch with the soul of the business and what the business wants to express and how, you know, we are in partnership with these, um, I'll say consciousnesses, plural of consciousness, <laughs> the, the consciousness of the businesses that want to come through us, you know, we need to be in partnership with them. And the old way of bossing around our business or deciding, you know, that we want to offer something just because we want to offer it. I think those, those days are kind of out the window um, when you're doing business like this. So Emily is an intuitive and a guide and I will be reading her bio during the, um, the podcast episode. 
So just a couple of announcements. First off, I want to invite you to what is now called the Sacred Truth Mastermind and Mystery School. And it was in my session with Emily that it actually came through to call this a mystery school. She said, are you holding mystery schools? You know, why not? (laughs) And in truth, this was um, a directive that I had gotten, like a download directive that I had gotten um, a couple years ago. You know, I had a previous career in education and I know how to develop curriculum and hold space and develop a container wherein a lot of alchemy happens. And so I knew that I was to be holding mystery schools and quite frankly, the Sacred Truth Mastermind, which I've run three times before, was always a mystery school. It really was always a mystery school. Um, So what we're doing in this four-month container, so I love these deep dive containers. What we're doing in this group, it's group alchemy. We are stepping into the truth of who we are. That might mean that you're working on your voice and telling your truth, but it also might mean that you are working on embodying that truth. It's both and always, you know, those two go hand in hand. Um, But what's really coming through to do this time and really share and teach is how to bolster the nervous system and how to really teach you the energetics of sovereignty around your truth. So oftentimes we are defending our truth or our voice or the things we have to say or our expression with our defense and we defend it with the nervous system. But really you are a part of an energetic network that when you tap into that, you have a lot more like a felt sense of embodiment, but also a lot more support. So I want you to have that energetic understanding, the embodied understanding, the mechanics, you know, as well as the support to stand in the vocal truth of who you are, or tell the stories that you want to tell, or write the book that you want to write, or start the business that you want to start. Okay. So your soul's expression is what this mastermind and mystery school is all about. And we are going to begin early October of this year. And so you can go to sarahpoet.com and look under annual groups, look under the sacred truth mastermind and mystery school, and then just set up a consultation um, with me to talk about it, get your questions answered and hopefully join, join this small group that will be very transformational, very alchemical. I'm very um, just honored and looking forward to holding this space again. Um, And it feels like I am in deep partnership with my business, with Embodied Breath as I step into this. And so it feels very nice, very good to be, um, you know, registering that and feeling that again. So thank you for checking that out. Thank you for being here. Reach out anytime and please enjoy this episode. Hi, Emily. Welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, such a pleasure. I'm really excited about today's conversation about conscious business 
and um, just to get to know you better. So welcome. I'm excited as well and honored to be here with you and your community. Yes, I'm listening to your voice a lot on the Soul Collective podcast recently. So it's so great to hear your voice here again. And we recently had a conversation for your podcast. And, and so, um, yeah, it's, it's great to be with you again. Let me read your bio so that our listeners can get to know you better here. And then we'll start with some sacred remembering story. Emily Ghosh Harris is an intuitive guide and multidimensional business mentor here to help humanity reconnect to their divine gifts, remember what it feels like to love themselves unconditionally, and to return to unity consciousness. She is the founder and CEO of Soul Media, a company focused on elevating conscious companies and spiritual entrepreneurs through digital marketing, holistic consulting, and intuitive business practices. Earlier in this incarnation, Emily received a master's degree in business and spent 15 years in working for one of the largest media companies in the world and for a Fortune 500 company. Emily assists clients in taking quantum leaps in their lives and businesses and by bringing forward their most authentic and creative expressions. Through the integration of astrology, numerology, self-inquiry, and energy healing techniques, Emily helps clients to deepen their understanding of their divine blueprint, connect with the purpose and their purpose and address any blocks of resistance that may show up. And she combines these tools with innovative and aligned business and marketing strategies to help clients gain clarity and confidence around visibility, creating abundance, and fully shining their light in the world. Eternally curious, Emily is the host of the international spirituality show, The Soul Collective, featuring interviews with inspiring individuals who are dedicated to serving humanity as we collectively ascend and raise consciousness. Welcome. Thank you for all of the good work that you do in the world. This is exciting. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So I'm really excited about this topic of conscious business. I mean, we both have one. Many listeners have their own business or want to start their own business. You know, I'm personally at a point in my business where, um, you know, it's like, it's time to grow. It's time to do something different. There's like, okay, there's been all of this personal growth. It's time for some realignment, you know? And so I feel like in this world of spiritual entrepreneurship, we're always doing that. (laughs) We're really always like, oh, okay. We reached our next level of consciousness. And so now it's time to bring the business up to scale as well. And so I look forward to this conversation on that. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad that you bring this up because I think oftentimes, you know, entrepreneurs, creatives, when we come across an edge of growth where there's this feeling of, you know, like you mentioned, it's like something that is ready to be birthed or taken in a different direction or to the next level, there can be a feeling of discomfort or, you know, just like resistance that comes up. And I think it's really important to, you know, begin to learn to embrace whatever arises because that is truly a part of the journey. It's a constant. And oftentimes what I've learned, you know, through my own journey and working with clients over the years, that 
that resistance, that point of, you know, there's something else that's coming up for me is a moment of gold because there's so much there for us. If we just lean into it and receive the new direction, you know, our businesses are truly their own unique consciousness and it is attuning to the energy of the business, the energy of what's wanting to be expressed through our service, through our own unique path that we're able to kind of co-create with this separate, you know, energy that we're in partnership with. Absolutely. I'm curious to ask you if you channel the soul of the business as well. I do. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, what's really interesting, Sarah, is that um, I love to look at astrology as a way of, you know, one modality of, we have many of looking at, you know, our unique blueprint. Astrology gives us many clues of our unique gifts, you know, some of the areas that may be a little bit more tender or challenging. But what's really interesting is that we can actually look at the birth chart of our business. And what's so fascinating about that is like you mentioned, you know, channeling the soul, like I intuitively get a download when I look at any type of birth chart. And so it's really beautiful because a lot of times our higher selves will, you know, create this energy or co-create with the divine that is so complementary to our blueprint. And it's like, oh, we might not have this gift or this area of strength, but oftentimes it's like our higher selves know when we put the the pieces in place, there is just this level of support that we're receiving that complements who we are, our individual soul and kind of merging together. I love that. I I was like, I just want to dive into all things embodied breath with you, my company, because um, which we don't have to do on the podcast, of course. But yeah, there are so many questions about that. And I always sense that my business has a masculine essence. You know, it's called embodied breath. So there's unity really implied in that. But because, you know, my birth chart and everything about this incarnation for me is really about this feminine and masculine integration into unity. There have been times where the business was like, lean on me, or it had these masculine qualities that was like really encouraging, you know, a partnership. And so I've worked with my business in that, in that way a lot. That is so beautiful because I really believe the ideal place for us to be is in this sort of divine union with our business where we really feel supported. And that really goes down to like the energetic, like building a strong for our businesses. And a lot of times, you know, that is about harmonizing and integrating energy. And so I love that you shared about the masculine and the feminine integration, because there is this set point, this ideal point that is unique for all of us. And it doesn't, it's not like a 50, 50 it's, you know, it's unique and it kind of ebbs and flows, but there's a point where we're really, you know, learning how to receive, we're really learning the aligned action. And these are all things that I know that, you know, so well, you shared uh, so beautifully on, on my podcast, but it is, it's so important that we, you know, get the energetics in place and we're feeling really supported. Yeah. Yeah. I want to come back around and talk about soul alchemy and 
business and, you know, and our business path as such a spiritual path for us. I want to kind of bookmark that. Um, but I do want to ask you about your sacred remembering journey so we can get to know you a little bit better because your bio says that, you know, you worked for a really big firm, you know, you've got the masters in business, like, you know, we do the things that we think we're supposed to do. And then we have awakenings and, and we find our soul path. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about yours. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, <laughs> it's so true. Like in, in the in the end of my bio, you shared about visibility and, you know, learning, you know, helping clients really to learn how to love and appreciate their innate worthiness. And this is something that I absolutely love to do. And it's because it hasn't been easy for me, right? It's, I really truly believe that, you know, in the pain is our purpose and it's the path that we walk, that we, you know, learn the lessons and we're able to, you know, share and help others along the path. And so my father is an immigrant from Calcutta, India. He, you know, came to the United States, worked incredibly hard to, you know, achieve uh, his version of the American dream. And I grew up in a very, very small town with maybe four or five other minorities. And so I experience quite a bit of bullying and, you know, unkindness. And I share that because for me, it was internalized in terms of this feeling of unworthiness, you know, and for anybody that's ever experienced that before, there can be this tendency to really look externally to feel a sense of worthiness. And for me, what I knew was I knew how to work really hard. You know, that was ingrained in me from both of my parents. I knew how to work hard. I knew how to, you know, do well in school. And so there wasn't really a question. You know, when I went off to college, it was like, okay, I'm going to do the things, right? I'm going to get a, a degree and then I'm going to go get my MBA and, you know, set off here on this path in corporate America. And here I was, you know, working for this Fortune 500 company, you know, one of the biggest companies in this area. Um, and I was in my early 30s and I'm like, gosh, you know, I really have made it. I've done all the things, you know, that would make my parents proud. I was in a relationship and it seemed very exciting at the time. So everything really looked good on the external. And then slowly, you know, this started to kind of crumble down and it was a series of things. It, it felt like at the time that it was happening sort of simultaneously, but this took place and it was like the relationship that I thought was so fun. And, you know, it was so much of a focus of my energy really came shattering down as a, you know, and a, a, you know, huge illusion. And it, what it did for me was it, enabled me to really hold up a mirror in terms of looking at myself. Okay. This was like really such an opportunity to go within and look at how did I consciously create this relationship? And so, you know, we, we've chatted about this before. I think relationships can be such a big catalyst for growth. And um, it certainly was in, in my case. And so then after that, I was, you know, really striving to be one of the youngest directors in my company at, you know, such a young age. And I finally got this promotion that I had been striving for. And, you know, back then, Sarah, like the type of person that I was, it was like, 
you know, you go to work and you do the work. You don't have time for like water cooler conversations and friends. It was like, it was all about, you know, just kind of this type A, like very kind of toxic masculine type of energy. And, and so I got this promotion and it was like this brief feeling of excitement. And then just this sinking feeling of dread, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to work even harder. Now I have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I have to keep doing all the things. Yeah. And it was just this constant cycle. And so that really was the catalyst for me feeling like this wasn't the right path. This is not what my soul intended to be doing. And so that really started this trajectory of discovering a different path. I love that. There's so much in what you just shared, but I'm picking out that part of that, that sinking feeling. And, you know, it's an aspect of the feminine to start to pay attention to those feelings and to really honor what they, what they are. I mean, just this morning, there was an invitation, you know, over the past few months to participate in something. And I became a clear no to it. And then just this morning, there was this feeling of like, oh, did I make the right decision? Or, you know, should I be involved? Because it sounds really exciting now. And um, instead of going with my head of, of like, maybe this is a good next move, I sat with it and I was like, what is this feeling? And then I realized it was like a fear of missing out feeling. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Thank you for that clarity. (laughs) We won't be moving forward with that. Right. So that the feeling of like, oh, no, now I have to, you know, keep up with this hustling energy and keep up with this like masculine energy. And then, and then it's a no, it was just a no. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it took me a while to get there you know, because I think at that point I was so conditioned to think from my head, you know, to really make decisions in that way. So I love that you bring that up because, and this is something that I help clients with is like, oftentimes if we are in that go, 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 we haven't learned how to give ourselves the space and the compassion to really drop in and allow our heart to lead the way. Yes. So I'm going to guess that there was some kind of, you know, awakening or like dark night of the soul or rude awakening or something that kind of, pop, you know, bumped you <laughs> to move yes, it was all It was all the things. It was a yeah. kaleidoscope of, you know, yeah. health, of, of purpose, of, yeah. you know, all of the things. And, and, and that really catapulted me into this, you know, like, like a lot of people, it's like, well, I know that there's so much more and I love that remembering because that's exactly it's like remembering all of these beautiful other ways of expressing and discovering and creating and so yeah it really was a sacred and continues to be a sacred remembering of gathering and discovering and deepening beautiful yes exactly that coming home to self for sure um i also just want to lift out that you, that you really brought up a really important point about looking for the outer validation and so maybe you can speak more to you know the the process of going within and how you work with clients around that like you know 
we're all looking for that outer validation in so many different ways and we're unlearning and unlearning and unlearning. And then, you know, we begin to look inside and trust. And this is where you're guiding clients with, with the astrology and with that, you know, following that inner truth and that authenticity. Um, so I'd love to hear you speak about that. Yeah. It's such a core tenet I find of building a lasting energetic foundation for your business. And I'll share quite transparently, you know, when I started soul media, you know, it really still had some of the energetics of being in corporate, right? Cause it took me a while to be able to shed that. And so I started and it was, you know, very, it was, you know, there was a part of me that was focused on the revenue focused on, you know, the number of employees, you know, team members that I was able to employ. And wow, I, you know, it was kind of just these external benchmarks that I was looking to. And, you know, part of that was like, really, you know, if I'm being a hundred percent honest, wanting to make my parents proud and, you know, yeah. that, that like little inner validation. And what is really interesting is that if we don't have a strong inner energetic foundation, meaning that we don't know that we're innately worthy and we don't realize that um, our businesses, again, are, are their own unique consciousness. And we are, you know, a conduit for the divine and we're co-creating and, you know, nothing that happens is a, a measure or indicator of our worthiness. This is just pure creative expression. And once we really get that, that is where all the magic happens. But oftentimes, if we're looking externally, if we're looking for that external validation, there's not as much of a strong foundation. And what's interesting for me is that I needed to completely rebuild because what happened was I reached a point where I was so exhausted. I was so in that sort of go, go, go masculine energy that I was completely depleted. I had adrenal fatigue. You know, I, I could not fully enjoy the things that I normally would enjoy, like surfing and, you know, being out because I was so tired and I was so one, you know, focused singularly. And what happened? Now, Emily, I'm sorry to interrupt. Is this even in your business? You're saying like when, after you'd started your business, you're still in that energy. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And I needed to, and this is interesting because it brings up the concept of business cycles and numerology, which I think can be a very helpful tool for people to navigate. You know, oftentimes when we're, you know, so in numerology, there's a nine year cycle. And oftentimes when we're in the years four through eight, it's this culmination. It's this really, we're seeing this expansion. We're seeing, you know, more of the fruits of our labor come into fruition. And, you know, the, the early eight, uh, numbers of the cycle is more of laying that foundation, so to speak. And so that can be helpful if we're in a nine year where you're kind of integrating or maybe changing directions or, you know, a one year where it's a new beginning and you're starting to lay the new foundation for something even more beautiful and even more aligned with what your soul is desiring in this now moment. So that can be a very helpful tool. I just want to throw that in there as, you know, a caveat um, for me. I was in this phase of really needing to reset going through nine to one year in business. And it was about building a new foundation, you know, creating an 
attracting clients that were more aligned to where I was, changing my own energy, really doing some deeper healing work and clearing that um, those limiting beliefs, which I think is such a core important part um, to really look at those and to let them go and say, spirit, take, you know, help me out, <laughs> take these yeah. from me. And, and, and what, what happens is that, you know, that density is removed and we're able to flow and to create in a much more fluid and harmonious way. We're able to attract and magnetize the type of clients, the type of experiences, the type of energy that we wish to see. And so that can always be something to look at. I mean, our businesses are a direct reflection of our energy. So if we're not taking care of our physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional bodies, we're going to see that mirrored in the reflection of our business. So part of that is just really the basics of self-care, of giving yourself that validation and that encouragement. And that's why one of the processes that I work on with clients is to really, truly learn how to celebrate yourself. Because oftentimes I have noticed this with very successful people in general is that, you know, there's always going to be a gap, which is called like this aspirational gap. And it's our soul's desire to see the bigger picture, see the vision of all the things that we desire to create, right? But, you know, a lot of times with, with successful people or, you know, people that have a really big vision of what they want to create, it's like you're recognizing, okay, and I want to do this thing and I want to create this program. And, you know, and so we don't, instead of um, celebrating and taking the time to really look at all the beauty that's being brought forward, that is being created, we're, we're looking ahead and that's actually counterproductive because we need to take the time to, to celebrate. We need to take the time to really honor ourselves for this journey that we're, we're walking on. Oh my gosh. I love that. The aspirational gap. I don't think I know that phrase before. And I'm like, I totally do that to myself. So thank you. Right. Yeah. Okay. I want to go back to these cycles for a moment because I, um, again, I, I just, we need to schedule a session is essentially because I'm like, I want you to talk to embodied breath, but okay. So I've been in like transitioning into year five. Okay. in my business. And I could tell pretty much after like year three and a quarter, the, you know, the wisdom was like, okay, you have laid an incredible foundation and each of these signature, you know, offerings and programs are tried and true, you know, and, and you have like the people that have like the lives that have changed, you know, the core group of people. And, and it was like, okay, now it's time to grow. But I feel like for year four was like the preparation for growth. So much had to fall away. I mean, the person that I was energetically in year three, like that, that could hold that versus, you know, the person that I have become and am becoming so that I can hold what's coming is like very, very different, but it doesn't look like much has changed in the business. It's very interesting, um, to be in this, in this time and like how I interacted with the energetics of the business definitely evolved, you know, in this year four. So I think I'm saying this, you know, for myself, for listeners to be like, 
you know, sometimes it doesn't look like a lot is changing on the outside, or it doesn't look like a lot's changing with the numbers or something like that. But I love what you're saying about like celebrating what is changing and, you know, the, the deepening of the relationship with the mission, you know, is is really a lot clearer for me, like coming out of, I guess I I turned the corner into or turned into year five now. And, um, you know, we just went through this like incredible Lionsgate portal and we're going into Virgo season, which I love. I'm a Virgo rising. And so, um, and you're Virgo, Virgo. Yeah. (laughs) Double Virgo. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, I'm really fascinated by this cycle. It's, um, it's comforting in this moment to hear about that. It is. And I love everything that you shared. And it's it's so beautiful for the season that you're in. And I think it's so helpful for listeners to hear some of the things that are taking place because I always use the analogy of a garden because yeah. you know, I feel like it's such a beautiful analogy for what we're watering, growing, nurturing. And the thing about a tree or a plant is that oftentimes the roots that are deepening underneath the soil into the earth, we can't see all that growth that's taking place, but it's happening. And the stronger that that foundation, the more that, you know, even if we're changing directions or building a new kind of energy to create a new container to, you know, whatever we're bringing forward into the world, it's happening. And then, so if we don't see that instantaneous, it's like just knowing, trusting, having faith that all of your intentions are being watered and they're taking shape and they're taking form. And I think that's so important. And the other thing to note there is that in a year four, it is so much about building. It is about integrating. It's about building. It's about creating sort of offerings and structure. And, and so like it is building even more so that you're able to birth and spread out and navigate and move in a different way because that's the energy of a year five is this movement, this excitement, this travel, this energy of welcoming in the new. Like five is not about the the, bo- the boring or the mundane. It is like the adventurous. It's trying the new. And we need the foundation to be able to do that, to be able to move and navigate and flow in a new way. So it's such a great example. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. I want to dive deeper into the partnership aspect of our own evolution with our business's evolution. And this is something that is so personal to me. I'm sure, you know, you've got stories. Every, everyone who's starting anything has stories, but I love, love that you're presencing with like the evolution of the consciousness anyway. And I love that we're doing this, you know, spiritually and, and on the soul level as well as it's not just about progress in numbers or how much revenue you have and those typical markers. Right. Um, and so I want to presence with, you know, the soul alchemy that, that does happen, um, in business ownership. There's a lot of stories I could share, but I'll just at first open this up to, um, to any stories or, you know, anything you want to share about this entrepreneurship and your own spiritual journey. Mm, Yeah, that's such a beautiful question. You know, the first thing that comes to mind is Chiron, actually. And Chiron is an asteroid in astrology, and it's called the Wounded Healer. And it's an area where 
we may have received, you know, a, a, a big significant wound, karmic wound, either in this carnation or and or previous incarnations. And it's an area that feels incredibly tender, feels like there's a lot of discomfort and but yet often in our ability to alchemize in our ability to nurture this area in our ability to give it the love and the attention that it deserves we're able to transcend and it's an incredible gift and a blessing for others and i'll give you just a personal example of this you know i have chiron in the 10th house in gemini and it's in the 10th house along with my north node so in astrology the north node is very significant because it really speaks to an area that we are focused on growing and exploring and deepening in this lifetime it is very deeply connected to our soul journey and our soul purpose in this incarnation and the 10th house is about career it's about you know visibility purpose and gemini is about communication so having these two energies in that house speaks to counteracting energies of yes your soul wants to move forward in this area to be in business and yet you have this wound about speaking and sharing and showing up right and this is my story and this is why finding your authentic voice i believe is such an important part of sharing your business and sharing your message and this has also been a journey that's been incredibly difficult for me i grew up you know kind of actually not kind of but very much feeling my my voice was suppressed feeling like i couldn't express my authentic self and so it makes sense because i do have chiron in this area and so i share that example because we can look at that as one area where our soul is really desiring to have this alchemy to have and and it is through the business through this divine partnership that we're able to get the you know the edge to meet up against those areas of resistance mm -hmm. to be able to see them even clearer but then also to have a profound sense of healing and growth and also be able to share those i love that thank you so much for that personal example um and i feel like i hope that the people listening can feel how big this is because it's like the exact thing that you are propelled to go do or help with in the world, right, is going to bring up like the exact soul material that wants to be worked with. And I, I love that perspective of entrepreneurship. And, and I wish that we would talk about that more. So I'm really glad that we're talking about that here because it's like that can feel really, you know, shameful or, um, just perpetually hard. Um, my Chiron is in Taurus. And so, so many of my, you know, lessons in this life have been around money and finances and resources. And so what has my soul led me on through my journey with embodied breath, especially in the last two to three years has been this whole other way of looking at women's resources and then, you know, writing, I'm writing a book about it and I'm teaching about it. Like it is the birthing of, you know, the, the answer, but it's like, I'm having to find it 
you know? And some days I'm like, why isn't this book done already? Why haven't I met the, you know, the revenue goals or like, you know, struck gold already (laughs) or something like that. And it's like, I'm still in it. I'm still in the soul alchemy of what this whole thing is teaching me. And it's, it's so big. And then, you know, it's like, well, this is the gift. Like I'm birthing the gift (laughs) at the same time that, um, that I'm working on this Chiron lesson myself. (laughs) 1000%. And one thing that I would love for listeners to walk away from this conversation with, because I think this is so important is, you know, oftentimes there's something that our soul deeply desires to do. You know, we feel like it's a part of our calling and our path, but there is a sense of fear or hesitation or like, this isn't coming naturally for me. This is an area that I struggle in. And therefore like, Oh, this feels a little bit uncomfortable. Like maybe I should go in a different direction. And I really truly believe that this is an invitation for us to lean in and we, you know, like oftentimes we're waiting for somebody else to validate our calling or our purpose. And if you get that calling, if you get that download, then it is meant for you. And that is the validation right there because you're receiving it. It's on your heart to bring forward. And so I love what you shared because it is in the journey that we learn and we discover so much about ourselves. And, you know, that has the ability to help other people along their journey as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Love that it won't leave you alone. Like whatever it is, whatever the thing is that is yours to do, it will not leave you alone. And so some days, you know, people are like, you're so brave or you're so da 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 to do this whole soul business thing. And at some days I kind of roll my eyes. I'm like, like I have a choice, you know, it's like my soul (laughs) signed up for this. And more and more as I, you know, heal that wound, I realign to the mission, right? Rather than um, the woundedness. And I wanted to go into that a little bit further as you were talking about authenticity and the voice, which is such a rich topic. Um, for me, you know, the the wound of, well, you know, there are many when you start, but like the, the reasons why we want to start, right? Like we want to help people. We want to be authentic. We want to change the world. And then we've already established that there are going to be these activations or opportunities to really step through that. And I'm wondering if you relate to, you know, in the first few years, I was like almost defensive because I didn't realize where I was at, like in the, in the coming through of that wound, or I didn't realize that I was still identified with it. And so a lot of the energetic in my business had almost like a, a badassy flavor, (laughs) you know, or like a, um, like I can overcome or you can overcome that kind of thing, because that's what I was going through. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, what it has shifted into and and is continually shifting into is much more of a heart resonance, like much more, right. As I have changed. And so I'm wondering if there was, um, you know, like how did that authenticity sort of the, the authenticity and the voice and that lesson, did it, um, challenge you? 
<laughs> Did you fight oh. a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, this is something it's interesting because around the time that I got the download for Soul Media, I received the vision around my podcast. And for me, stepping out and creating a podcast brought up more fear than leaving corporate America and wow. starting yeah. a business. It was like, how do I, you know, how do I do this? And, you know, I love this game around rejection because I think that ultimately that is a big element that can show up is like, oh, what are people going to, I get it wrong, you know, that, that voice of criticism. And so, you know, actually attuning to, okay, what is the worst that can happen and leaning into this idea of rejection? Like what is going to happen if I reach out to this person? What is going to, what is the worst that's going to happen, you know, through this conversation and really, you know, it's through trial and error, I believe. And that's been my journey is through experimentation, through trial and error, through learning to appreciate my own voice and my own opinion. And that hasn't been easy. You know, it's been, there's been a lot of edges around that. It's been, you know, such a, a personal journey of, you know, deeping, deepening in and, you know, giving myself really the permission to be able to show up however I want. And I think that that has been a key because, you know, when we go from one identity, and this is so interesting because, you know, you open the conversation with us of like, you know, evolving and changing and going in even new directions and expanding. And oftentimes, you know, that's always going to happen through the evolution of business. But, you know, oftentimes if we're a coach and we're going into this new modality of healing, you know, there's this uh, journey of, oh gosh, you know, this is a new identity. I'm showing up in this new way and okay, here I am, you know, here, here I am and I'm going to love myself and I'm going to, you know, appreciate that this is what my soul is desiring. And this is, and so for me, um, that's something that I have absolutely you know, been, it's been a journey. It's been a journey and it's been something that I absolutely love to help others to step into, you know, to know that whatever it is that they're designed to express and to share is a, a beautiful gift and it is absolutely needed. You know, it's, you have the medicine that somebody else is needing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, yeah, the dilution, I just really relate to that, like the dilution of the truth of who you are or the dilution of your true message doesn't do anyone any favors. Yeah. You know, that's part of what I'm personally going through right now. It's really interesting because people who have been in my group containers know that it's a soul space. It's a sacred space. We're channeling, we're visiting, you know, different places. It's very alchemical. And then I don't have that anywhere on my website that I can, you know, reconnect you and your own soul, right. Or like me and my guides or whoever does that. Right. But I don't have that really high level, you know, I'll say priestess work or, or energy work, like really anywhere in there. And that's part of the soul guidance that I'm getting right now is like, that's no longer okay. 
you know, before I was like the feminine masculine, you know, integrator on all levels, you know, did that in, in many ways. And now it's like, yeah, but you're not owning like, you you know, the next level of the expression of your gifts, you know? So yeah, finding the words for that and, um, and not diluting it. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and it, and it keeps going and it's, um, always an evolution. The other thing that I wanted to pull out from what you were just sharing, I'm just kind of trying to distill this down is, you know, these, these things that, um, make us question our path or, prevent us from standing in the authenticity. And it's like looking for the external validation, you know, not knowing your self-worth yet, the fear of rejection. I mean, those three are like so big, especially when we're standing in these soul paths and saying, actually, this is my truth. Actually, this is my truth. And it's just such a different path than, um, than many have chosen to take before. And so here we are, these like way showers, but I I'm thinking like these three, the validation seeking the fear of rejection and the missing self-worth. I mean, those three are like, if, if you, yeah, those will take you down. Like those are the big ones, right? Yeah. I think those are the main ones and I'll add one more and that is perfectionism and self-criticism. And that I've seen this can really get in the way as well, because it's one in it again, it goes back to that aspirational gap of, you know, knowing that, you know, whatever it is, whether it's a podcast host or, you know, creating YouTube videos or channeling, it's like we grow through the experience through practice, through showing up for ourselves. And it, you know, it becomes this beautiful journey. And, you know, our body of work is meant to grow and evolve and deepen over time. So expecting, you know, the first time that we do something to be perfect, you know, we get in our own way. Yeah. Thank you for adding that. I like that one. I have a, um, it's almost a coaching question um, for anyone who like feels a calling, to, you know, to step into business or like a bigger level of business. And I'm feeling this right now at this like year four or five expansion time. And I, I said yesterday, so there's a, a, a team of sorts that's forming, you know, in the sacred remembering space and the sacred remembering community. And what I'm getting from spirit is like, this is going to branch into something, uh, you know, of its own. And it is definitely not the Sarah poet show anymore. It's like, it's all about community because that's what the world needs right now. And so it's for modern women waking up to the truth of who we are. And so, you know, the mission is more clear and robust. The team is here. And yesterday I said to this team, I said, I have no idea what I'm doing. I mean, because now I'm clear that like, okay, this is meant to grow, but I'm also clear that like, you know, I'm the steward of this work, but I'm not like, my mind isn't in charge of making the next like step or decision for the growth of this thing. It feels like, you know, I'm in service to this Mm -hmm. thing. I'm in service to sacred remembering. And so, um, what, what would you say to a client there around like, okay, I sense this, you know, is supposed to happen in my business, whatever it is in anyone's business, but you know, they don't have the experience of that before, or, you know, they don't have the business experience of that before they, it's like, I don't have a template for this in this, you know, 
3D world. And so like, what are we, um, yeah, what are we developing? Like, how do you guide someone when there's that unknown? Yeah, there's, I mean, there's always going to be the unknown, I feel like. And it's, yeah. it's exciting. And I think one of the keys is getting comfortable with the unknown because that's where true confidence comes in is knowing that, okay, I've been here before. I know how to create and I know how to trust my intuition. And I know that spirit is going to help me. And I know that all the resources that I need are going to show up for this project and it's going to be magical. And I'm going to learn a lot along the way. And so I think that is, you know, so helpful to know that, to trust that, to believe in yourself. And because we've done this before and it gets easier and easier and we're able to lean in, we're able to really lean in and listen to our intuition when it's like, you know, we, we know what it feels like when we don't, you know, when we don't lean in to that. Yes. Because, you know, maybe it doesn't, we don't have all the details. We don't have all the information. It doesn't feel good. You know, when there's that feeling of, ah, oh, there's something else that I want to be doing, or, you know, often Oftentimes what a, a great indicator of this is if we see somebody doing something that's somewhat similar to what we desire to be doing and we have that twinge of like, oh, you know, like, oh, I wish I was doing that. That's an indicator. And that can be honestly used for inspiration of like, there's something in this mirror for me. There's something here that my soul experience and explore. And so that can be a key right there. And so I feel like, you know, the, those are the, the, the key elements is to trust yourself, to trust your intuition, you know, draw out, like have some cornerstones of, okay, what are the key elements of this? And to lean into it because we experience so much feedback along the way and every iteration builds upon the next. And <clears throat> it is this, you know, body of work. So those are the, some of the keys that I would share. Yeah. Beautiful. You make it sound so graceful. It's such a good reminder. Well, it's not always graceful, right? <laughs> it's not. And that's okay. But what I'm like, and, and I definitely don't want to make it sound overly graceful because I know that it's not. And I know that sometimes that there's, you know, there's challenges and it feels really uncomfortable, but one of the biggest things is to recognize the discomfort and to be like, okay, I can do discomfort. I know. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. I think that's so much a part of like what gets easier along the way is like, okay, I know that I'm meant to be here. I know it's going to work out, you know? And, um, it was so funny because I was kind of like laughing and crying at the same time as I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And, um, which isn't actually true. Like I have some idea what I'm doing, but it felt so good to admit that and kind of like get out of the head and then, you know, go deeper into trust. And, um, one of these women said, exactly why I'm here is that you would even admit that, you know, yeah. like we don't know, and we're going to figure it out and we're going to find out. And, um, and it's really exciting. It yeah. is. Yeah. And I just want to share, I mean, I love yes. that, love the transparency. Like one thing it, that I really love is to take people through the creation process. I think this can be so helpful because oftentimes we, you know, if we're moving forward, we need to shed, we need to release something, you know, something that is holding us back. And then we need to really look at ourselves in a new way, like to really see this new version of ourselves, to see that 
you know, divine mirror of what we're stepping into. And then the next step for that can be like this brainstorming creativity, like this air energy where we are like following our curiosity. What does it look like? Who can I connect with? You know, what resources are available? Like making almost like this beautiful brainstorming web of uh, different information and resources to help you on your mission and your journey. And then what I believe in is like grounding that in into like earth energy, which is this practical aligned action. Cause oftentimes like when we're moving forward, it's like, okay, well I have to do all the things and I have to have the, you know, the email, everything set up and the, you know, all of these, you know, things. And we, and oftentimes we don't, we just need to figure out what is the next aligned action. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And like bringing it back to, you know, the conscious masculine, like, okay, we're taking care of our feminine. We're getting all these ideas. And then the masculine is like, okay, aligned action, conscious aligned action. You don't have to be in fight or flight while you're taking the action. It's just like, you know, we need to put the things, um, into progress. And so I love this. There's so much more. I would love to talk to you about, but I think one of the last questions that I have in addition to anything else you want to share, um, you had mentioned in the notes that you sent to me, um, building a foundation, uh, for giving and receiving. And that's something I talk a lot about on this podcast and, and in my work. And so I would just love to invite you to share, um, anything that's on your heart around giving and receiving in this soul business realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think oftentimes there's so much that you know, we step into that we want to give and we want to be of service and it's such, you know, comes from such a beautiful, you know, place. And, you know, also in order to balance, we have, you know, the energetics of really being able to receive. So oftentimes we're good at the giving part, not as good at the receiving part and to really start to get comfortable with that and to really take note of all the ways that we receive on a daily basis. And so this can be helpful. Like I actually encourage people to make a receiving list where you're Um, keeping track of all, you know, maybe it's a smile, maybe it's an unexpected, you know, thing that you receive in the mail, or maybe it's, you know, a client that you're desiring to work with, you know, keeping track of all the different ways, maybe it's nature, you know, a warm breeze, there's so much life is so abundant. And I actually love the word super abundance, which is related to the 34th gene key. Um, And this is something that I absolutely love. It's a great system um, to look at, you know, in addition to numerology and astrology is gene keys. And the 34th gene key speaks to super abundance. And it's really about the divine laws of nature. And if you look at nature, nature is inherently abundant and we are a part of nature. And so it is that sacred remembering that we are a part of nature. We are abundant and nature always has a way of recalibrating and adjusting and attuning and bringing it back into abundance. And so we have the same capacity. We just need to remember it and remember how much abundance flows. And and it really truly is connected to our own sense of worthiness, our own sense to receive and to our higher purpose and being of service. Because that's another thing is that when we're really bringing tremendous value from the heart into the world, 
we're naturally going to magnetize abundance back to us. Yes, absolutely. Which is why we get into these soul businesses in the first place, you know, and, and that was this pivotal part in my self-worth journey, um, which of course had to do with feminine masculine and a relationship because that's how I do so much of my learning. But there was this like, oh my gosh, looking for that outer validation of my worth and then realizing that that worth was, it was my heart. It's like, my heart is my biggest resource. You know, it's overflowing. My love is like, there's no limit to it. So how could there ever be any limit to my worth? And then it was like, oh, okay. Everything can flow again (laughs) because it all comes back to like the heart and why we're getting into these things. Like we don't start these businesses. I mean, you know, yes to prosperity, but we don't start these businesses for the dollar signs. Like we start these businesses because it's our mission too. Um, and then, you know, it's in that alignment with, with the heart and the mission, like you said, that, that the prosperity is just truth. It's just truth. Yes. 100%. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love that lesson. I want to like, we should do a whole podcast on that because it's like, you know, it took me a long time to come back around to that one. It was like, Sarah, all you need to do is be you. And I knew that that was the recipe for prosperity, like knowing that. Um, But then it was really this, like this heart piece that was like, there are no limits. There are no limits to this energy. Yeah. Yeah, Truly. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Mm, beautiful. Thank you so much, Emily. Is there anything else that was left unsaid? Thank you so much for bringing in super abundance. I really wanted to hear you speak to that. So thank you for, for remembering that. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. This has been so much fun. Uh, such an amazing conversation. You know, I just want to leave listeners with the fact that, you know, everything that is on your heart to bring forward into the world is so needed. You know, we're going through such a transformational time and I feel like we're going to see such an even greater shift, you know, in the coming decade to two decades of, you know, people really leaning in to their calling, to their purpose, and it is so needed in the world. So I just, you know, encourage and, you know, am inspired by truly what you're doing, what you're bringing forward, the medicine, because, it is absolutely so needed, so important, um, and so valuable. Yes. Thank you so much. And we need each other. Like we need each other at this time because this, um, old message of like the fierce independence, you know, it's not about fierce independence anymore and, you know, having all of your ducks in a row. And so I love that this conversation was like, you know, it's going to be messy. It's going to be evolutionary and it's going to be great. all all of those things, but, you know, reach out to Emily, to myself, to, you know, reach out to community because, um, it's, it's needed at this time. Like nobody has to go it alone and, and we need everyone's unique gifts. So both and yes. Yes. Thank you so much, Emily. Thank you, Sarah. And I want to make sure that we say where people can find you. It is your name, correct? EmilyGoshHarris.com. It is. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? 
Be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. We love to hear from you and your reviews help and they matter. Remember, you are not alone on this sacred remembering path and women are rising now and we're doing it together. You can join the sacred remembering community at sarahpoet.com and also visit there for more tools and inspiration and also to book work with me privately. Here's to your sacred remembering path. Much love and we'll talk to you next time.